Through it with Justin Asamacher. Alongside me is Nick DePuja. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, we just, I uh, to be honest, I have had a rough, kind of a rough two weeks. Rough two weeks. I uh, I just released another episode uh, with Colin O'Mara. Go check that out. Episode number fifty. Rats on an island. Uh, to be honest, I mean it's been a crazy uh, two weeks. I was real busy. Yeah. So I did not have like an episode for a couple of weeks but life takes over. Yeah. You know, I've been talking to you about it so I had to have you on. I took some time off and I was just overwhelmed with shit and last week I did an episode I didn't have a voice. It was during South by. I lost my voice during oh, South yeah. by. You sounded like an old man. Yeah, so the last podcast, I mean, Colin was hung over, I had no voice. It was like two people dying on a podcast for an hour. It was fun. I mean, we got to, me and Colin talked about some shit, uh, but, uh, you know, life happens, and now I'm back on the train, trying to get these podcasts out again, and, you know, I just really want the, the I just want more people to watch my podcast. Yeah, you know, just just going through it. Just go, fuck <laughs> you, dude. <laughs> Boom, roasted. You know, I get it, Nick. I, I tell you all my problems. That's why I had to have you on. Uh, every time me and Nick work together, yeah, we what? work together and he's like, you want to go get a beer? And I'm like, sure. Let me tell you my whole life of what's going and on. To fuck it, you tell me every detail, every detail. And what I love is you'll tell me everything he's dealing with. And at the end, I'm like, wow, it really just sounds like you're just going through it. I know. It's a perfect name for the podcast. Dude. I know. When the name came up, I was, just, you know, I was talking to Marcus about it. He always goes like, dude, you're always going through something. And I'm like. <laughs> That's true. And then I named the podcast, and then everybody I would uh, talk to, I would just talk to people randomly, yeah. and they'd be like, uh, man, I'm going through some shit. And I'm like, dude, it's so popular. Going through it. Very popular. I don't know how this well, is in a top 10 podcast yet. I think it's crazy because you're going through like six things that you probably shouldn't have. Like, you don't have a place of comfort. Yeah, no. Like, I, in I any aspect of your life. Like, if there was five, per like the five personality, not five personality traits, but if you had like five dimensions of health and well-being like all five are like poo-poo all five are poo-poo <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like uk so you got mold in here and i'm probably gonna be dumb after this you know I, you probably I, are the mold already i already lost brain cells and i'm losing more exactly yeah but i don't need them you know and it, it's the, the mold shit in here is uh crazy and uh, <laughs> is it crazy? Yeah, this mold is wild, dude. isn't it? The the mold is stupid. Every every day I, I I go to sleep like at night, you can feel my lungs getting drained. It gets hot in here, and yeah. then it's like you can't breathe as good. And I'm like, this is probably healthy. I talked to my apartment complex. They're like, we're sending somebody in. So they sent somebody in one time. They didn't really notify us, and it was like eight in the morning. Yeah. Then we shoot them away cool and then i set it up again and they were supposed to come like yesterday they didn't show up they didn't show up and i pay a lot of money for this fucking apartment i know i'm poor but this apartment is so expensive for how shitty it is it's not that shitty it's not that shitty but when you got mold it fucks it up dude dude because you have okay you have a podcast studio in your bedroom and you still got room for the bed and the rest of shit that's huge as fuck that's a yeah. nice room it's a nice room yeah yeah 
Now, but if I mold. didn't, but the mold sucks. Now, if I could keep my mm. podcast studio up, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you know what I mean. You could it's just your girlfriend's gonna think you're trying to film every time. She's like, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I've I've had it set up where it's like I, I leave and then I come over and I know she's coming over and I'm like, maybe <laughs> you might be like, oh hey babe. I mean, girls now are so open. OnlyFans has just like made making content like that with your significant other like so casual. I've been thinking about wearing a mask, you know, and be like, "Yo, babe, let's put some mask on, and then let's make some money." Dude, I knew some people who wore some of the corn mask and would fuck. Or no, uh, that band, a Slipknot. <laughs> they wore a Slipknot mask. Shut up! Uh, I swear to God, yeah, he would like wear it, uh, the fucking spiky one. The spiky one? Yeah, he was with What'd some girl who was just such a freak. Did she wear she a, the pig the mask? Horse, yeah, yeah, the pig mask one. She did wear the pig mask? Yeah, I was like, this really happens? Like, yeah, it's incredible. Oh, God. That, that's the mold coming out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I hope I don't kill you. But uh, they, yeah. what? So did you ever watch it? Did he ever show you any of it? No, I didn't want to see it. <laughs> I was like, dude, like, I kind of get the concept. Were they a hot couple or? Yeah, no, definitely aesthetically pleasing, but I was just like, I'm good. You're good? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to watch that. Just post it on Pornhub and I'll watch it later. But then you don't get paid on Pornhub. Yeah, but I don't want him to see my reaction to it. Like, oh, this is good. Oh, yeah. If a friend came up to you and just be like, yo, dude, how does this look? I'd be like, what can you, I don't want to look at your penis. Only time it was okay to look is when you were in high school, right? Like when there'd be a video going, I don't know if this might be past your time, but when you had Fuck videos, you. <laughs> you know, you're so old. We didn't even have videos on our, on our, on our phones. We only had pictures, dude. Oh, dude, you missed out. We had so many videos flying through the high school of chicks. It's like, like, I remember uh, there was one kid, I won't say his name, but. He sent a video of him, like, coming on his chest, and then he fucking ate it. And that video went so viral in our school. I was like, you don't want to see that, but, like... When what was he doing with the video? Did he send well, it to, like, his girlfriend, or...? Yeah, yeah, because he was a stud. Like, the guy was really good-looking, oh, and then did stud, the... and he's like, you know, some people are more open-minded to shit like that. Yeah. So he's like, oh, she'll probably fucking love this, and I imagine there's some girls that do. Who spread it around, the girl or him? <sighs> probably all of his friends. <laughs> Fucking assholes, man. Come assholes, on. dude. Dude, no, it's a baseball team. The baseball team at my school is wild. They're wild, man. I, that's why you can't have any videos, man, because people don't give a shit. They're like, yo, we will pass it to everybody. And yeah. there's no care in the world. They're like, I'm going to do this just because. And that's all. Well, that's why you got to make sure it's good quality, too. Like when you. Good quality, yeah. Because yeah. if people are going to make fun of you, make sure you got good lighting. Yeah, for that cum shot, dude. Yeah, at least they're making fun. Like, dude, but this is good aesthetic. His body's shredded. Look at that guy, <laughs> man. Oh, my God. Good for you, man. And then they're like, hey, Jerry, did you see this one? Oh, my God, Matt, look at this. It's your friend. Because then you'll be more likable. It's not like you shouldn't More likable? <laughs> yeah. So if you got a cum video, you're more likable? If you filmed it well enough, yes. <laughs> yeah, then you'll have more respect. Because it's one thing it was just like a porn, but if it's like, wow, look at the watch he's wearing. He's Dude, <laughs> there was this one kid. There was a kid in our school. If they know, they know. I'm not going to say his name. But there was a thing, you know, where, you know, people are struggling. You know, you're chasing your dreams. And then they, he got asked to do like a porno. Okay. But a self-porn. Yeah. Oh, fellatio. Yeah, so it was funny because it was him in the gym, mm, right. and then he started masturbating. Like at a Gold's? Yeah, like at a Gold's. I don't even think it was that good of a gym, though, dude. It was just like a what, random gym. In like the bathroom, or was he like... No, he was on like the floor. There was like next to all the weights and shit. I think he was on like one of them dip machines. Wow. I don't... I, 
I'm not going to say that I watched the whole thing. It was just, I saw it. I'm like, oh, whoa, no way. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't get to go, you don't get to do porn and like close people that know you don't say anything about it. Yeah, but that's a pretty sick way to do porn though. What do you mean? He did it next to the dip machine. Yeah. And it wasn't like a self porn. Like it was like a porn company made it. Yeah. Oh, oh! I thought he just went in the gym. No, no. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's wild. No, it was like, it was one of them porn hubs. It was like, you know, and then oh, he's just, fine. he's just there playing with his ding dong. I think the most random one ever watched was in a legitimate grocery store. Yeah. What? Like legit grocery store. It must have been one of these little Asian or Mexican markets. And they're like, listen, we'll pay you buku bucks. You let us film in here. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. Did you mean bukaki bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Boom, roasted. Got him. <laughs> We're going to pay you Bukaki bucks, dude. Bukaki bucks. Uh, it, wow. Yeah, it was pretty good, though. <laughs> it was actually really good. Wait, so what happens? I want to hear. How does this go down? Well, just as you'd expect. It's a young no, Asian female. What, what young Asian female. They're the most female. vulnerable. And she's in the store just like, wow, look at these okras. And look at these okras? And then what happens? The guy's like, why is she looking at okras when she should be? You know, doing other things. And he comes over, and then some somehow they just start going for it. And then, like, you have a guy in the background who's just filling produce, and he's like, oh, no! And he just leaves. And like, So it's an actual... So it's an actual... Uh, yeah, it's a real... Dude, it has millions of views. Like, <laughs> I'm not the only one. So they're just, it. like, sitting there in the okra section. Yeah, in the produce. Like, imagine if you're in a Whole Foods, and you're in that, like, fruit and vegetable-like area. And she's literally just got her foot up on the tomatoes, just fucking going for it, dude. It's great. Did they get kicked out? No, that's well, it's not supposed to be real. But like that guy was just like, oh, and he like runs away. This wasn't a set. No, it was like a legit grocery store. Shut up, <laughs> no, no dead, dude. I like yeah, dead ass, dead ass. It was great. Now we got kids going to H E B and Kroger's and shit, looking for porn shots, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pandemic. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. Porn in a grocery store. It just doesn't sound... Would you? Where's your craziest place you've ever done it? Uh, the Catholic Church. <laughs> what? Yeah. In the Catholic Church? Yeah, on the steps. <laughs> on the steps? On the steps to Jesus. On, the, stairway to, on the actual stairway to heaven. Wow. Wait, so, wait, was it during church? No, it was like, so I used to teach communion, not communion, (laughs) that's second grade. Uh, Okay, now was it, now what was it, was it, wait, 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 yeah, but was it, was it a girl or a little boy? Don't let me finish. Boom, roasted. (laughs) That's what you said on the stairs, dude. Boom, roasted. These were big stairs. (laughs) Okay. The stairs were old enough. Um, Uh, Oh, okay. No, but I taught confirmation, confirmation, I was like. Six, no, I was like, this 15. isn't helping you out, dude. Oh, so you're 15. I'm 15, and like, uh, when you go to a Catholic high school, you have to do service hours. So I was doing service <laughs> hours, and the way to do it, listen, dude, what, what is so funny about that? Well, because you had to do service hours. And no, no, it was real service. I know well, you did service not, on the stairs, yeah. Actually, now I get what you're saying, yeah. Now you get it. <laughs> All right, so go on. So you had fit, you're 15, you had to do your service hours. I'm 15, and, I've n- like, uh, this was actually my first girlfriend. I've never kissed a girl or anything at this point. And I met this girl. We were starting to fucking date. And, you know, I'm still teaching confirmation. So we just kind of go out, fuck on the stairs, and just 
That was your spot. No, we just did it once actually, because it was just too dangerous. <laughs> was it, was it during the day? No, it was nighttime. So like, but we were both white as fuck. You know, like you, <laughs> you could see our bodies in the dark. <laughs> you would know immediately what's going on, and we weren't quiet. <laughs> Why? What happened? Did the moment just hit you right, or? Um, I was 15 and filled with hormones and I'm starting to come to the theory I might be more animal than man. So I was just like, something else took over. <laughs> it's like, I don't care. Like I'm going to fuck everywhere. And that's kind of what I did. That makes sense. Yeah. More now, animal than man. That's the title. <laughs> I think, is that the title of this podcast? That might be the title of the podcast. More animal than man. <laughs> more animal than man. I got to write this down because my brain don't work like that. Wow. I didn't think we'd find a name for the podcast during the podcast. Oh, you always do, dude. More animal than man. Yeah. So you're just fucking on the stairs. Where else did you do in the in the forest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next to this other person's campsite, and I know they heard everything. Like I just had her on the picnic table. <laughs> I knew they heard everything. What? But you get to like one point, like when you've done so many mushrooms and drank so much in a night, where you're like, I genuinely don't even care. If they see this. Yeah, or you hear don't. this. Like I just. I'm in. I'm in the I'm moment. I'm an animal. I'm, I'm in the wild. I'm going to fuck where I want. You're just so present. You're so present with like, uh, you're like when you're with somebody you care about, like when you're in that world of mushrooms and you've been drinking and you're outside and if you guys are fucking about to get it on, you don't care. I don't know. At least we didn't. You ever fuck in the open? The cool breeze on your balls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where at? I'm pretty cool. On top of a mountain. That's sick as fuck. What California. <laughs> Where, what's mountain? Red Rock. Red Rock. Isn't that, isn't that in the desert? No, it's uh, Red Rock Mountains. Is, it's like, you got to drive a little, I forget where, what the city is. You got to drive out, um, I don't, you got to drive out like 30 minutes of the, like the city. It's in where, like a rich city. But the crazy thing is like you go up there and uh, if you go to one, you walk up say 2,000 feet. Yeah, you see a cool view of the city, but then if you go another thousand feet where it's dangerous as fuck, when you're like just walking with normal boots on and like a a phone flashlight, Mm -hmm. it's pretty dangerous because the mountain. Like we were walking up, like like the if you're you're walking up like normal, but on the side of it, if you look right to your like two feet down, it's like straight like falling down. And you're like, I'm terrifying, (laughs) terrifying. So you finally make it to the top. You make it to the top, dude. It was one of those spots where you could see the entire oh, 360 man. of the city. Of Los Angeles, right? Yeah, so you could see, like, Calabasas, the rich area. Then you could see the ocean. Then you could see then you could see the other, like, valley parts. You could just see everything, and it was just mind-blowing. Yeah, because I've been to a few spots where you, you have that opportunity. Probably not as high as that one, but it's crazy because you even see the smog over L.A. That's what it was, and you <laughs> yeah. were just above everything. It was this the coolest view I've ever seen of L.A., and it was nighttime, and then, you know, it just had, and we're, like, we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, no one can see you. It was just, like, it's just you it's two. pretty hot. Pretty hot. It was way cool. Pretty hot And, you know, the, uh, and then, you know, I saw an owl and a bat, like, fly by. <laughs> when we were up there, we also heard, like, a screaming of, like, somebody getting murdered. Well, I always wonder, right, because everyone has those that goes outside has, like, one experience like that. I swear I heard screaming. I think mountain lions might have that sound. No, it sounded like somebody screaming bloody murder. I could tell the difference. Yeah. It was scary because it was, like, it was piercing. Post-nut, pre-nut. Pre. It was before everything happened. We were like, what the fuck? That's not real. And you guys just kept going? 
Like, like oh, we're just going to go up there. Anyways. Well, we couldn't do nothing. It sounded like it was over in Calabasas, like up in the mountains. You could see it was like where the rich people live, and you're like, someone just got stabbed. Uh, okay, that makes sense. But it was crazy. That was one of the coolest moments. That was a cool fucking moment of L.A. Yeah. And um, that was great. Yeah, but up there. But the walk down. So we got up there. Going up was different than going down. Yeah. So, and this this girl was just like, just let the just let the mountain guide you down. And I'm like, I can't see shit. And if I slip, I die. Like it was terrifying. We had to walk down. Was this and girl like very experienced with climbing mountains and shit? Or is that? I don't think like- so. I just think she's been there before, and she was Uh-oh. like. I'm fine with it, and we're both we're both in just normal clothes. Like it was not ready. We were not ready for a hike. We didn't bring anything extra. Yeah, and it was dangerous how high we were. I mean, it's beautiful, but then walking down, you're like you can't see. It was pitch black. Yeah, and we only had a phone light, and she's like she's just walking normal. She's in heels or something, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I'm scared for my life. And we finally make it down. It was just so stressful getting down. And then I think I was I was high as shit too, and. One of the cool things, too, it was like we were walking down after everything, and there was like some moments that I had with this because I was walking down, and we were looking at all the mountains, and she's like, just sit here and take a breath, and then look at these mountains. And you like look at these mountains, and you're like, holy fuck, I'm nothing. I'm nothing compared to this. Like They were looking at you, and it was just Mm -hmm. like, you're part of this world, and I'm looking at them, and it's just like, what the fuck? It was like living beings, you know? These mountains were living beings. and mm. I forget. It was a while ago, so the story's probably not that great. But <laughs> And I just kept seeing shit, too. I was freaking out. I kept seeing things. and then But the mountains were crazy because she was like, look how small you are compared to these mountains. And I'm like, wow. Dude, she's fucking roasting you. <laughs> Dude. Big old hippie she's chick. Like, little. Big hippie chick. That was the one I told you about that, uh, yeah. Big old hippie chick. I, did I ever tell you that one? I flew out to California and then she broke up with me. Wow. Where'd she break up with you? Do you want to hear that story? Yeah, a little bit. All right, so this is the girl I started dating. Uh, we started dating through over COVID. We met in LA. We we started dating through COVID because we were just talking on the phone. We were just yeah. We would communicate, communicate, and then eventually it turned into like three, four hours communicating. Mm-hmm. We were doing nothing else but communicating. And uh, then eventually we started dating, and uh, we visited each other. I visited LA. She came back. She came to Michigan. She met my family, and then I was gonna. She's like, come out to. Come out like the whole month of September. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay, fine. Why not? I'm doing nothing else. So I bought the ticket, a one way ticket to go out there in September. And what happened? She, uh, COVID started ramping up the day before my flight. They're like, COVID outbreak, shouldn't travel, shouldn't do any of this. She's it like, I'm like very. March. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, it was September. It was like one of the times when it started breaking out again. It died down and then uh, it broke okay. out again. So I'm about to go, and the day prior, they're like, COVID break, COVID outbreak. It's not safe to travel. Don't do this. She's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you should risk it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I guess. She's like, well, you should probably cancel your flight. You know, we shouldn't do this. Like, so then remember I remember the mountains, babe. Come on, let's focus. This was, let's this was, this was, didn't happen yet. Oh. I think this happens when I go there. Oh, okay. So we go, and... um. I get there, or no, I didn't get there yet, sorry. I cancel the flight, sorry. I cancel the flight. The next day, she's like, man, I wish you were here. I really wish you were here. I don't think you should have canceled the flight. Can you buy it again? And I'm like, come on, dude. For real? And so I buy the ticket, another ticket. I have a little bit of the refund, and I buy a ticket. I fly out there, right? Mm. 
everything's good. And then she looks at me like a couple of days later, like I get there and then it was a fine day. And then the next day she's like, how long are you staying here for? I'm like, well, I don't know. I was planning like two weeks or something. You asked me to come here a month and she's like, I don't know. That's kind of a lot. You kind of surprised me with this. And I'm like, you asked me to come out here for a fucking month. What are you talking about right now? So mm, things started getting weird. That is weird. I've never had something like that. Right? That is then weird. the next day or that night or whatever, she's like, I don't think this is going to work out. I think, I just don't think we have the same views. I, you got to, I think we're hey, done. You guys didn't live in like the same place. State. Yeah, no. Yeah, so and she's like. like yeah, I understand that part, but the yeah. way that she did it, she, like, canceled the flight, then I bought the ticket, then the next day I get there, like, two days later, she's like, we're broke up, and I'm like, so then I had to buy a ticket home within a day. That's such well, an expensive ticket. It is always a really bad idea to go somewhere just because, like, you have a new interest in a lady. Like, I don't We've been talking, now, this wasn't, like, a spur of the moment. We've yeah. been talking for, like, months, like, three but months. part of you didn't, like, question, like, ah, this lady might just... No, because I thought everything was fine. Everything was good. Yeah, but you only known her through, <laughs> through these. But calls. the conversation was like different. Really good, right? Like, yeah, it was yeah. like in depth. Like she knew lots of things, but like deep. And then when you guys got together, when was? I forget. The maybe it was point, essentially. I don't know what the breaking point was. I think maybe I got stressed out or something one day, or I said something, or I did. So- I don't know. I don't really remember. I just know that she's like, it's not working out. And I'm like, what? Like and we she's, just came on a mountain. Yeah, I, I forget if that was the time prior. It might have been the first time I visited L.A., and we uh, did that. I think that okay. might have been it. But then, you know, a month later, I go visit her again, and I cancel the flight. Then I buy the ticket. Then she wants she wanted me to come out a month. I used to get there. I'm like, I'm going to be here for two weeks. And she's like, she has to work, and I'm not yeah. working. So I just was there, and yeah. I'm like, I have nothing else to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like excited because I was like, I wanted to go back to LA, visit it. Cause this was when I came home from COVID. So I wanted to go do some shit and see some things and hang out. And she goes, uh, I think we're done. And then actually crazy things is she predicted a whole bunch of shit about my life. When we broke up, like the next day, she's like you're going to work at Shay Z. She didn't say that, but she's like, she's like, you're going to go, you're going to go to Texas and you're going to get a mullet. You're going to date this blonde chick or something. You're going to do all these things. No, she fucking... No. Swear to God. She she literally predicted, and like, all the things that happened. how many prior was this to moving there? It was months. Oh, months? Were you talking about going to Texas and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, I've talked about Texas. I was like, I think I'm going to visit Texas, but she started predict. She said some things about me, and then all these things happened. Yeah. Weird, right? Mm. But... She broke up with me, and then I had to fly home, and I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. It, it was a weird, weird trip. Sucky trip. Do you ever have dreams where you lived something that you experienced later? Yeah. Yeah. I think I have a lot of deja vu, and I think mm. it comes from my dreams. Like, what's one that comes to your head? I couldn't tell you. But, like, you know, that's what's weird about them, too, is just, like, you have these moments, you are know, like, I, I can't remember shit, so... Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, no, I have a whole bunch of those dreams. I have also a lot of really intense, sad dreams. Like scary, terrifying. Dude, I... (laughs) The last one that I can remember was a terrifying dream that I was hammered drunk. Yeah. Hammered drunk, driving my car, and I'm driving terribly. And I like drive over this... I know, I drive over this curb... And no one's seen me yet. I drive over this curb. I'm like stuck. And then I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then I drove into a mall. 
with my car and I parked it there. <laughs> and then I just walk out. And then I see this one guy, uh, Andreas, you know, from the scene. And I see him there. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have no idea. And then I think I got arrested <laughs> or something. I don't know. I just drove my car into a mall and I was hammered drunk. And I didn't know. And then I woke up like terrified. I thought I was going to be in jail. And I woke up. Dude, what the fuck do you think that means? I, I, there's so many things that have been happening in my dreams. And I'm like, what? Do you fuck? ever try to interpret them? Yeah. Yeah. I've interpreted a, a few of them. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah. I think dreams can be interpreted to where you can have an honest understanding of maybe something you didn't yeah. know about. Like bring something to the surface that was maybe in the unconscious. Yeah. Do you have those? Like wh- anything oh. that you can come to mind? Oh, yeah, dude. I want to hear a one. Lot. I a lot. Like, because I have very vivid dreams and I've had a lot of dreams because uh, my memory is pretty decent sometimes my long-term memory is really bad but like somebody will say something will jog up in like a shit ton of details uh, yeah but i'll like remember dreams specifically i'll be like huh why was that happening or and i'll go look up different like uh articles on it i also know a lot about like archetypes and Jungian philosophy so i kind of are psychology so i'll kind of look at his archetypes and some dream meanings and interpretations. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's like me being insecure or yeah, that's a ego or it's like, these are my desires or so like I had one the other day that pretty much showed me like, uh, what almost prevents me from being funny on stage sometimes. What was it? Do you remember? Yeah, I was, <laughs> it's right. I've never had a dream like this. Well, I've had dreams where I do stand up and I'm doing well, but I had a dream where I was, obviously it's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. <laughs> Fucking dick. Okay. Um, Fucking play with the soundboard. Educated. Man. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking all my guests touch this thing. It's like a fucking. Anyway. Boom. Roasted. (laughs) All the guests have to touch the board, dude. Uh, It's fucking dope. I know. Yeah. So what happened? You were on stage crushing. No, I was just having a sit down with Norm McDonald and just like. uh, Really? Yeah. We were having just a very serious conversation. And really? we were in a room with a bunch of people in like a classroom. And just me and him like sitting like you are, except he was to my left. And we we're just having this conversation. We're talking. And it's just super serious. And I'm kind of in my own head during it, too. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm talking to fucking Norm MacDonald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. Um, And all of a sudden, he says something... About fat chicks, like, <laughs> and I go, I just start like uh, going, yeah, but that's not, that fat chicks aren't bad. And I start like ragging on stretch marks and like all these stupid things. I was like, don't make fun of fat chicks. And I'm like making fun of him, making fun of fat chicks, but it's like in conversation and it's like killing with everybody. And he's just, after I like r- killed with this audience or people in front of me, he looks at me and just like, yeah, that's like your energy. You just don't have to tap into it. So you got to make fun of fat chicks? No, it was just more the energy I used when I was talking about something passionately. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, turn that shit off. Fucking no, you're stupid. fine. No, you're fine. Stupid passion. <laughs> so Norm MacDonald, you, you were ripping into fat chicks, and he's like, oh, now you got it. I was it. just joking. Like, yeah. I was just like using the air of the line within the room, and I was playing with the idea that he said, and I was just having like a goofy time with it. I was being funny, and I was making him look silly. And then I was just like, Remember, I'm looking at them and I'm saying all this and I sit back and I look at Norm McDonald and, he's like, and he doesn't even say anything. It's like almost 
not even norm, maybe like an entity, just looking at me like, like speaking telepathically. I was like, yeah, that's like how you do it. Like, work that. Okay. And so when was this? Uh, like three days ago. Have you gone on stage since? Um, yeah, but I, <laughs> it's funny, actually. I did really good when I, like the first 45 seconds because I was just riffing on something. And then I bombed for like three minutes straight. <laughs> Man. So I'm like really learning it. Uh, I'm really learning how to like capture that. Like comedy for me is just one big learning experience. It's like something that's I'm new at. I've always had some type of activity where I don't know how to do it. Right. Like, yeah, I, I love it. I love the process of learning. I will say this one is one of the more painful processes of learning because you're getting immediate feedback. Um, but I genuinely love it. I, I think it's the hardest thing to do. And I'm kind of addicted to things that are really hard. To yeah. Do. That's what's the funny thing with comedy. So a little background. So you've been doing it how long? I've been doing it for a little over two years. Um, technically three, if you include the pandemic. I just kind of fell into it. I knew a buddy who was doing it. I was like, hey, man, you do stand-up. He's like, yeah, bro. I was just performing at LA Comedy Club at the Stratosphere in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I found out later he bombed the set. But, you know, I didn't know anything. I was like, I saw him being up there and doing his thing. I was like, hey, man, I kind of, I just got out of fighting at this time. I had an identity crisis, you know. I think that happens when you forego something you're really good at or used to do a lot. So, I was kind of had this interest in stand-up, not to pursue it, but just to know what it felt like. Yeah, and it changes immediately as soon as you try it. Yes. And you understand what the fuck it is. Yes, and I was put in a position where I do really well, usually under pressure. Like, if my odds and pressure are usually very high. Yeah. Um, that's just, I'm a person who can work under pressure. And okay. My first time I did, I had a whole scripted bullshit thing. All right, I remember I performed it for my buddy. He's like, oh, I'll see what I do. You, wait, you did your bit before you went on stage? Yeah, because I was practicing it. I thought that's what you do. And yeah. I was like, hey, man, oh, fucking how's this? And he's like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> he wasn't laughing. <laughs> so I was like, fuck, dude. I got even more in my head. <laughs> um, but I show up to like the worst place ever, dive bar in Las Vegas, right? Doug Stanhope actually filmed a special here. But it's... Is a, it called Dive Bar? Yeah, and it's okay. a grungy piece of shit bar across the street from UNLV. It's a front for drugs. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, dude. Like It's people, a good first spot. Like, it was a wild spot. People would come in and just start screaming at the comedians. People would get stabbed. Like, you would get attacked on stage. Like, people heckled you. People would... It was... Wild, like we even had homeless people who would walk in in just like medical garments with their n completely nude under and their ass hanging out, and they start screaming shit at you. It was the wildest thing, and it was like the one I actually normally did good at. <laughs> like it was weird. Like that was like my spot. It was like the first time I did comedy. Um, I just really liked the wildness of it. But I got up there and I was like a deer in the headlights, and I don't mean that in the way of where I didn't perform or move. I just started being funny. It was like almost a defense mechanism kicked in. Yeah. And I just started ripping people. And then I started ripping yoga because that's what I did all the time. I was a yoga teacher. So I just started making fun of yoga teachers. And I made fun of my teacher because he had an English accent. And he was a complete just like creep at times. And so I did a bit about that and naturally had act outs had a premise that was clear and coherent because I wasn't overthinking about the structure. Like it was all there. And, um, I did really good, like really good my first time. And I got off and everyone thought I've been doing it for a while. 
Really? Yeah. They're all like, so how long have you been doing comedy? I'm like, it's my first time. <laughs> and, but I fell in love just with that process of just like, I felt free when I got to talk about what I felt and like the re- be ridiculous with ideas. I love yeah. the idea of just taking something and just playing with it. Let me just play with this. It doesn't even need to be real. Um, and that is a very fun process. I always see, I always find everything so humorous. Yeah. So, and then you get addicted or you get the bug yeah. and then you do it again and then you try to, so you probably tried to redo that moment, didn't you? No. You didn't? No, I'd actually just go on stage and I would just go improvise. So then what happened? So you were doing pretty decently improvising? Oh, I was doing like very well for just improvising for like a year. And then you change it and you were like, I'm going to try to get a structure? Um, I noticed a flaw cause I always felt like I was an, am- I mean, I am still, but I was like an amateur. I was like, I can't recreate bits and this is a very hard thing for me to do. And maybe like now I've gotten to the point where it's like, well, maybe I just need to develop my own style and something very different. So, but that's very experimental. It's hard to figure out, but that's where I'm at currently. But then it was like maybe two years later or a year and a half later, I said, oh, you know what? I should probably develop like some sort of act. Because I did a 15-minute set, and I bombed really hard. It's my first book gig, and I was just did horrible. I was like, oh, maybe I do need to like uh, have something of jokes to fall back on at least. I do need to develop some. So I did start to do that, and I, for the first time, developed a set. And it was doing okay. It was ridiculous. I don't do any of the material now because it just doesn't, it just doesn't gel with me. It's not like what I... You bored? I'm bored with it. It was about like yoga chicks and Star Wars. It was doing well then. I would <laughs> talk about like giving CBD hand jobs. It was so stupid, but it was like all the stuff I did. Like you're learning about me through the set, but I'm just goofing on myself. Yeah. So it wasn't bad, but I just, it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody goes through that <clears throat> yeah, the moment. Movie. You go through uh, yeah. the intro where it's all interesting and brand new to you. Mm-hmm. And then you start to get more serious about it. And then you're like, well, what the fuck do I have to do? Because apparently. That's what a lot of people told me when I first started. They're like, you know, you gotta, you gotta do this and this. And in reality, you just do whatever the fuck you want, which is annoying because, not annoying. It's what you should do is whatever you fucking want, mm. because no one can tell you how to be you. Because yeah. if you're being you on stage, then that's all you can, you know, that's what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be you. You're yeah. supposed to, I mean, reveal yourself and show yourself to the world and let people into to your life and your brain and. uh I think a lot of people have this conceived notion about what comedy is, which I understand it what it is, but if it's not what you like to do and it doesn't find it fun, then what the fuck are you doing? Because if you're not having fun doing it, then you got to get out. <coughs> yeah. Or like, it's weird. It's so different for everybody. There's some people who weren't having fun and did it and figured it out. And now it's fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have moments where it's really fun. I have moments where I'm fucking hating it. <laughs> You know, it's hard. It's very hard. So I don't know the balance with it. I, I think this art is just pure chaos and you're constantly like Joseph Campbell puts it like if you know, who he is like hero of a thousand faces. He's really into mythology, but he talks about how creatives were depicted in ancient times and a creative was essentially this person who had a mirror in front and they're constantly shattering that mirror. And I think that process is hard on a human being. So mm-hmm. I don't even think it always looks, the creative process always looks like, oh, yeah, I'm having fun like all the time. Oh, this is bad. I think really what it is, it's like those 
you have those highs and those lows because you're constantly breaking the image of yourself yeah. to develop um, yourself. Yes. And I think one approach that I gotten into is just kind of being Zen about it where it's like, okay, even if I'm really enjoying the process, I'm still centered. Or if I'm doing really bad, I'm still centered. Like I try to streamline it now because when I first got to Austin, I would live on highs and lows. And I think it started to fuck with my mood because of the hormones that would be released during those times. So I would just have like off days and my day would be kind of centered on how I felt. And I don't think days should just be centered on how you felt. I think life's a lot deeper than that. I think your body plays a bigger role than we expect than just how you think you're feeling. I think your body needs to be in tune. If your body's in tune, your brain starts to get in tune. And then that's when you really embody somebody who's just very Zen-like or, you know, they don't give too much into either emotion or they know when to give into the emotion. Yeah. So I would be not Zen. Yeah. No. I you, would be the opposite of yeah, Zen. You give I would into the emotion. Like you complaining at work is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but that's my just God, me. It's wild. It's that's wild. just that's just <laughs> me who uh that's just me. And I try to even like you know the crazy thing is with like the complaining and I try to move on from it. I even tell myself sometimes I'm just like, dude, don't say it. You don't have to. Impossible for me. <laughs> don't. So the thing is it's crazy about it too. I'll even say that and know those moments. And but the thing is, something in my head will just be in the back. It's like a little devil on my shoulder, and it's like, but if no one knows this, how, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, no, <laughs> Justin, just move on from it. Just move on. And the little angel's like, dude, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. And that's what I just say. You're like, don't say it. And then 15 minutes later, or an hour later, even if I'm doing oh, fine, <laughs> someone will say something, and they'll be like, someone will just be like, so uh, what's going on? And I'll be like. Fuck! Let me tell you, dude. Like, let me tell you. It's yeah. just this, 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 That's this, this. It's every time, like, 15 minutes before, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna fucking do it today. I'm not gonna start. And then 15 minutes later, is it hard to say hi? How are you doing? Yeah, fucking, dude. Just I'm a human being, and the biggest thing. Okay, so this is what we we both work at the restaurant, yeah. And we work with older, rich, entitled people. And for some reason, I mean, I've been in restaurants for seven years now. But this restaurant fucking grinds my gears because it's all older, rich, entitled people. Most of them, by the way, like 90%. And when you go up to a table as a server and you say, hey, how are you doing? And they look at you like you're a fucking ghost. You don't exist. It just kills my soul. And I want to punch someone in the face because it's like, how do you not acknowledge someone saying something to you a foot away that is supposed to be helping you? You should practice that. <laughs> yeah dude I'd practice zen And then I'd fucking lose my mind But you know Yeah so that's just what I go through And I guess it's just me I'm 32 years old And I'm like I thought I've gotten better But then there's just So much stress inside my life And I have so much Probably ADD yeah. ADHD OCD All of these things And it. Yeah you're one of the most Anxious individuals I've ever met in my life And I'm pretty anxious Thank you Yeah Appreciate it <laughs> Um, I mean it just is what it is Like um, I think you work on it. I try know? to work on it. You know, I think that's what, what it, I do. I'm very anxious. I might not seem like it, but it's because I've done a lot of work to like not be yeah. anxious all the time. It wasn't easy. Yeah, I just always feel overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm a person who feels overwhelmed. So I go, I wake up, and I'm like, if I don't wake up in time, but it's like it's hard for me to want to wake up because I don't sleep. Yeah. very well because my brain, my thoughts never stop. So then I try to sleep, and then it's like. 
I don't start sleeping good till I need to wake up. So it's like eight in the morning, nine in the morning. I'm like, oh, oh man, look at me. Your process to sleep sucks. My process to sleep is terrible. Yeah. So I. Especially if you go out and drink, dude. Oh, my God. If you're doing, if you're drinking more than like three times a week, like your body's never getting sufficient rest. There's no way you're getting All right, rest. dude. Why you got to bring in the judgment zone, dude? <laughs> What's up with the judgment? This is a judgment free zone. Okay, Nick? We're not judging. We're talking. Just talking about the life. So, yeah, science. I just, I mean. So that's what it is. And then, you know, I was trying to be good. And you're like, you want White Claw? And I'm like, well, yeah. So, but. Which is good. It's good. It's great. So it's like I wake up with anxiety because I'm always like, how do I make myself progress in this stupid career? Not stupid career. I see. I got to say that word different. What do I got to do to progress to get better in this career, to get okay. known, to make my shit seen, to get seen. How do yeah. I get more shows? Do I get booked? And eventually, and I got bills, and I got to clean, and I got to do a video, well, and I got to do a set. The thing is, like, to me, when I hear that, it sounds like you're really <laughs> attached to the idea of, like, I mean, things we all want in comedy, right? Like, I'm not going to say, like, nobody in comedy doesn't have those desires to be seen or to figure yeah. it out. And I think desire is good. But also, like, that's not healthy because you're not giving yourself time to, like, be human. Yeah. Uh, life no. has to be well-rounded. And it took me a minute to realize that. Like, I've been in many different outlets and I get obsessed, like, where I'll do it all day. Like, I have a very obsessive, addictive personality. Yeah. But, like, I'll always get obsessed and it will, like, ruin the foundations of my life. But then I, like, dial it back because I'll remember, like, oh, you need to be well-rounded. Because imagine, right, man? You only had comedy. And if comedy, even if you're good at it, if it's not working for you, that is frustrating and your life sucks. But if you are a well-rounded human and you feel like you're living life and you're figuring this thing out and uh, you're approaching it honestly and hard in a hard-working way, you, you don't just rely on that because it's not one... You're not one dimensional as a human being. It's like, no, no, no. Like I, I have all these different dimensions and I know these dimensions are in check and I'm working on this one. This one's getting better. It allows you to kind of like detach yourself from all the expectations and desires of that one thing. That's what I was telling the other day. Like, dude, you bowled for t- over 20 years. Yeah. You should go bowl once a week because it's like sometimes at the end of the day, let's say you bomb like four days in a row on a set or you're, str- or you're in a struggling creative block. At least you go, fuck, you know, I had a really good bowl session on Monday. I was competitive. I fucking bowled well. I felt like a savant doing it. I felt good. No, and I feel I feel good as a person, like yeah. whatever the activity is. That will translate itself into anything you do, whether it's stand-up or whatever. Outfit. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I just always go, uh, if I'm not doing comedy, mm. or I'm not doing something where I live my life, I'm like, well, then... I'm not putting in enough work. This is why I'm not getting the opportunities. But in reality, I just think about it. It's like I am putting in work, and I'm still not getting the opportunities. So what do you do? Probably should just live life. Well, see, I think that is a Westerner's mindset, right? Like It probably is a Western mindset, but it's also the mindset I've ever learned from all of the great comedians, my mentors, yeah. all that. It's always comedy. Um, You know? Yeah, I tell you this all the time. So that's what's crazy about it. I mean, I used to be a person that would perform, you know, five to seven nights a week. And, you know, now like life is happening here, like trying to survive. And, you know, I got a relationship and all that stuff. And just trying to I mean, I'm trying to be well-rounded, but I'm trying to make this work. I mean, the faster I can make this work, the faster I can get rid of these 
this daytime job and I can focus on my art art and what I want to be. Yeah. You know, but the fucking job takes so much away from you. And then it's like, so you work in the morning, then you leave, then you go do comedy and then you go to sleep and it's repeat. And it's like, there's no time for your fucking life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's like all the opportunities I get, like any other small time that I have, I'm like, I should be putting it into comedy because I'm already working five days a week, six days a week. You know? Yeah. I mean, I have a pretty similar schedule. No. Yeah, but you do so much more stuff than me. And because I, I always look at it like as a maximizing my day, and I've just learned to. You have to take time to do nothing. Like there's days I've like wanted to go do comedy, and I have the night, you know, but it's maybe not the best mic, and I'll know it's like, well, if I don't get up and da da da, and I'll go, oh, see, this actually is a lack of confidence sometimes. So me being able to take a night off from comedy is like work in itself too. Yeah. So that's like right now, like I'm in this. It's just properly assessing it. Like, am I making an excuse or am I actually like, this is good for my men yeah. mental. So my mental game is, my mental is real fucked up right now. Especially with like, so Monday, it's Monday right now and Kill Tony's tonight. And I've been mm -hmm. going to Kill Tony so many times. Yeah. And it's not been working out. And I yeah. keep telling myself, I'm like, I need to quit. But like, I'm addicted to it almost because it's like gambling. But it's like, if you get up, it can be a very good opportunity. Absolutely. But if I don't get it, then I just get this depressed, and I'm like, what the fuck? I could have done stage time. I could have yeah. been anywhere but else. If you're putting that into one person's hands, like your your destiny or your art, like that's not good. It's not yours. Like, understand that opportunity is huge. Like, I think if you have the ability to capitalize on that opportunity, go fucking do it. That's genius in this city. You know, yeah. it will get you, you'll get more shows. You'll, it's just the best. It's the best. You'll get to follow like Rogan sometimes off like a secret show on a Thursday. Like that's sick as fuck. Um, but with that said, you know, if that opportunity didn't come, like it's, that means like you got to just go work. I know. So like now I'm just like, so maybe I should just go do like a, a set tonight, do some comedy and then go home, you know, and not, but the thing is I like kill Tony too. Yeah. I like to watch the show. I like to be part of it. But, I mean, I went to it three times in a row during South By last week. So, I went Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah. And it was all new people that got pulled. People that had been, like, one time. There was a group from Virginia. Three guys mm -hmm. from Virginia. They'd been to Kill Tony Monday and Tuesday. That was it. First day, one of the guys got pulled. Yeah. Congrats. Cool. The next day, the other two get pulled. The other guy gets secret show. Mm -hmm. And it's mind blowing because I'm like all these new people that have like never go to Kill Tony got pulled. But that's no, that's but how I it mean, should like, be. it should be that way. Yeah. But I mean, <coughs> I have gone to Kill Tony now probably over 85 times. Yeah. And I've been pulled once. That's over a year's worth of shows. What you need to ask yourself is, am I enjoying this or is this diminishing returns? It's diminishing returns, obviously. Well, then that's on you. Yeah, you got to assess that. That's important. I mean, I like to have fun during Kill Tony, and Kill yeah. Tony's fun for me, and I like the show. But, I mean, obviously, I would like that opportunity again. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just like, man, it is it is crushing to the soul. And that's just yeah. like, you know, I guess I got to just give it a break and then do it. Yeah. Like I said, uh, and it's just knowing when you want to do it. Like, I probably won't do it until I'm, like, ready for opportunity. You know, I got to go. I was very fortunate. I got on two out of three times. You yeah, know, see, I, fuck you. Dude, it was incredible. That's so cool, <laughs> the dude. The first Great time for I got you. on, I was on mushrooms. 
That story was fun. Yeah, you're on mushrooms. I was yeah, and I was just enjoying the process, bro. I did I did good on my first time on Kill Tony. Um, Grant, they put it on after my second performance, but I got on that 500, and then that one was. Trash. Oh, you're on episode 500. Yeah, but it was trash. Like I wasn't even gonna go. You no, know, it's funny. I was wearing the same thing I wore on the first one, cause I was a. Uh, Cause I worked all day, you know, like, so I would be out in the morning, hit the gym. I had my clothes for the day and work out, go to work 10 to four. And then, um, I just go write for a few hours and then I go perform at night. And, uh, I ran into Tim Warner when I was walking the park and he's like, well, you buddy, you're going to fucking load a fucking episode 500, dude. And I'm yeah. like, no, <laughs> it's like, I got on, it was fun. I had a great time. Like, this isn't. You know, I'm still working my act. I'm still a young comedian. I still, I'm happy. Like, I don't, I'm good. I only went on because my buddies love the show and I want them to see me on it. The, you know, because they're like, whoa, Nick, what is he doing on yeah. here? So that's why I was excited to get on. I wanted my buddy to see me. He was a fan. Um, but he's like, you got to go to 500. Don't be a fucking idiot. And I'm yeah. like, all right. I don't have anything, though. Like, I don't have anything I want to do on that show, like material wise. So I literally had to make something up. And granted, it was hilarious in the context of the show because I became the heel of the show. And it was so funny. Like, they were yeah. like, chanting, like, fuck that guy. Like, Tony got him to chant that. Um, and they called back to the yoga dude a few times. So it, I was like a part of the show in like a heel haha type of way. Yeah. Which it was great. Like, honestly, it was. Like, I look at it detached from myself. It's like, dude, I'm glad they did that. Like, this is hilarious for the show. It was a great, like, the whole thing was great from beginning to end. Yeah. So the, the funny thing is, uh, so we probably know, have known each, uh, each other for a while because I was at 500. Oh, dude. Yeah. We that was when I was in Lad Dallas, but I don't I, remember like, you. moved here. Like, I remember you. We just never talked. I they. Like, I knew uh, young guy with Genevieve and Marcus. And I was like, oh, I knew Genevieve was. She was so funny. I never really got to see Marcus or you perform. So I wasn't, like, too familiar with you guys. And yeah. plus, your mullet and your fucking stupid big pupils are hard to miss. So it's like, look yeah. at this guy's fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> and I always remember, that was funny because uh, Philip Garcia, who made it on 500, he made it up three times in a row. He went up. He went up. In three weeks, like three weeks in a row. So he was up like before 500. So he was like, he did that, that. And then episode 500, we were both driving down there. Yeah. That was actually the day we moved here. I think it was like one of the days he was, yeah, we were moving down uh. here. And um, he actually, uh, that was, yeah, that was the day we moved here. Yeah, and some he, shit happened with his car, right? Yeah, and on yeah. the way to 500, his tire blew out or some shit. He was telling it on the podcast. On did he? Yeah, and he, yeah, he didn't even mention my name. I was like, wow. Well, come on. It's not about you. I know it's not about <laughs> me, but come on, dude. I mean, I got you to 500, bro. Uh, that was crazy that he made it up, and it was his third week in a row getting up. It was just how it worked out. I mean, yeah. the stories I have going to Kill Tony and helping people get to Kill Tony and talking to people to get to Kill Tony. Everybody that's talked to me, dude, has been on Kill Tony. That so episode, like, like new people. Chuck, yeah, like except, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I am. I'm like, if you want to get on Kill Tony, find me. I'll say, what's up, dude? I'll let you know about my story. And then you'll be like, oh, that's crazy. This is my first time. I'm like, hey, dude, well, guess what? You're getting up tonight. And they go, really? And I'm like, yeah, dude, just watch. And then they fucking get pulled. And I go, I talked to that guy today. Uh, everyone just has to hear your story, though, which is fucking, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, God, I got to listen to guy fucking talk about LA for goddamn. Yeah, so that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, it's fine, though, dude. 
Yeah, and you got to just assess like what you're doing and if it's helpful. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know if I'm supposed to take a break or if I'm supposed to... You need to have a decent failure to success rate, it seems like. Well, I have a one out of 85. So... Then you need to adjust because then you're not working your confidence. Like, that's why I would do more shows if there was... Or not shows. Um, I would do more mics if they're... I don't mind failing. Like, that's not even the process I don't like. What I don't like is when it's the majority of the week's failing because there's nobody really to perform to. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I've been doing this, and I was just like, all right. But I notice when I have higher percentage of just, like, fail rate, and I don't mean fails like you did bad, but I think you either way interpret failure as, like, no response. So yeah. So it's like you can go perform in front of comedians have no response, and your jokes are fine. But that's just how it is, and you have to accept that, which it's still great practice. But I'm starting to see, like, from a, just from, like, some studies on stuff, it's like, oh, you might want 15% failure and 85% success. And that 15% failure is what increases focus, and that will allow you to get better. But you need a good ratio. So one thing I'm hoping for is once the clubs open up here, there's a few more sets I can do and maybe the scene changes a little bit. Maybe there's actual bookers for shows and you know, maybe it starts to become a comedy scene. Then yeah, I get to do more. Cause honestly I'm the type of dude where I'd love to do 15 sets a week or more. Like I'm fucking in. Yeah. I mean, but these it's are, like if I do 15 yeah. sets here, it's like there's a higher failure rate, which again, I don't have the problem with failure anymore. I did at one point, but I have more of the problem with like, I need to know what it's like to have a crowd a work and play. I need to know what it's like to be able to play and feed off energy more well that's why i uh i kind of thrive when there's a 10 people in a crowd because it's all i'm used to yeah you know and uh i don't get those opportunities like some people and it's just like that's the sucky thing and you got to take yourself away from it because you got to take away you can't see it as sucking you got to like put it in your own hands that's what i'm saying so i mean you got to put it in your own hands, but I mean, some of it is in other people's hands because other people run the shows that you got to be on. So then well, again, it's in their hands. What's unique about this scene compared to others is like you can start a show here and then you can start getting booked on other shows. Do you like that? No. Thank um, you. It's not. Thank you. No, no. It's just like how you want to develop as a comedian. Me personally, like I, I like the harshness of it because it tells me where I am at realistically, right? Yeah. Like I like. Like, if I don't get booked and I know I'm going out and I'm doing well, even um, that, that kind of, like, works a part of your, like, self, your character. That's a character builder right there. But when you start to get really funny, dude, you will get shows. You will. If you're oh, doing yeah. something, and I don't mean just being funny, but I mean, because it's easy to be funny, but it's one thing to be unique and funny. Like, you're different. You're not like, I haven't seen this guy before type of, you, you know, you see some comics like, oh, that reminds me of a prior. Oh, that reminds me of a this, right? But uh, when you see guys like, I'll say Casey Rocket, you know, you're like, I haven't seen that before. And this is hilarious. I like I wouldn't say he's like someone, you know, like he really is his own unique thing. So what I would like personally in my comedy journey is just to figure out how to get that to be like my true funny self and to understand my voice, my rhythm, ideas and what makes me funny in conversation and with other people. And then if I start killing on stage and someone goes, hey, man, like. You're fucking funny. I want to book you. I want to book you. Then that's like feedback to me like, oh, oh, I'm becoming undeniable, which is what I want from this. I want to be undeniably funny. I don't really care about anything else outside of that. Oh, yeah. I think that's what everybody wants. I mean, if you don't want that, then I think you're doing (laughs) it wrong. Yeah. But, you know, not everybody wants that. That's the thing. What else would they want? I think some people just want to be seen. 
Uh, there's a lot of that. A lot of people are narcissists, and I'm not going to sit here and say narcissism's bad. Like, there's some. It's just part of life. But it's. I think some people get confused, and it's more like I just want to be seen, and they're not working on their jokes. Like I know people. I've seen people in the scene where they're just really good at networking, and they're just not. There's nothing I'll bring you to the table about them. <laughs> it's just like, hey, but they're doing great and like power to them. Like that's one way to do it. And it's just choosing what you want to do with your destiny. Perfect. 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 I mean, that's good, man. You're deep. Do you want to, um, I want to go to hear something that I haven't done oh, in a long time. Oh, shit. So, uh, where's it at? Let's see. So we're going to do, do you want to, hey, we're going back in a time, back when this podcast first started, I used to do this thing called, well, let's say, is it me, is it you, or is it pop trivia? So these are old. I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and then we're going to get into trivia, and we're going to get the fuck out of here, right, Nick? Boom, racist. Boom, (laughs) racist. You didn't say anything racist today. Do you want to? Boom, racist. Uh... A Jew, a blackie, and a white guy walk into a bar. Boom, racist. I like it. Yeah, you're right, because they wouldn't let him in. <laughs> hey. hey. Just a white guy. Oh. Boom, racist. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. my good old race joke. That's my opener. Is it? No. I got like two <laughs> questions here. Oh, I'm just going to ask one. Oh, okay. All right. So. Oh, this is, is it me, is it you? I forgot what the even fucking game was. I thought it was something else. This is like Full Metal Jacket. Is it me? Is, is it, it you? you? Okay, away? well, this will be interesting. We'll get to know each other maybe, huh? All right. Okay, so is it me, is it you? Here we here we go. Here we go. Oh, yes, this is wild and crazy. Okay. Which of us is more likely to fall asleep on public transportation than Mr. Stop? Dude, you. Me? Yeah. Why? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you just, I mean, that took two seconds. It took two sep- seconds? Yeah, you can't even say it. Uh, why do you think I'd fall asleep? Bro, you just would. Like, you you just, you would. You That's would. your answer? Yeah. It's a fucking terrible. Boo! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> terrible answer. Moving on. Moving on. Nick wins. Uh, which of us is more likely to order the most expensive thing on the menu at a restaurant? Oh, <laughs> Wait, we actually did. This we actually did do this. <laughs> I did. I did. We went uh, to what was that Mexican place called that we went to? Uh, I don't know. A lot Boom, of racist. <laughs> what, was <that? laughs> what was it called? Chapalapa or something. Boom, racist. It was called Taco Bell, Nick. You fucking racist. <laughs> Tapalapica. We went to Tapalapica the uh, other day. Tapalapa. Man, I had some beautiful incredible. pork ribs and waitress. And pork ribs that were just so awesome, and uh, it was it was really good food. I recommend it. Tapalapica. Yeah. All right, that was a really bad card. That was a shit card. You terrible. read it before. Why did you pick that? I don't know. What you got? I think I, I threw like half these away, so I didn't read them again, and then oh, realized I shouldn't oh have done God. this. No, here we go. Okay, that's a good one, huh? That's, that's old. It's about come on Valentine's Day. I think I picked the wrong cards. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. Uh-huh. I have one left. <laughs> I have one left. All right. All right. Which of us is more likely to take home hotel toiletries? I say it looks like Nick. Yeah. Nick I'm, looks like he would definitely take free toiletries. Dude, I'm a hoarder. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That would make I've, sense. I've had to work on it. 
Yeah. Have you? Oh, dude, I'll take all the toiletries. I'm like, what if I go to the gym and I need the shower thing? Yeah. I don't want to buy it. You know what you could hoard? Maybe some uh, sleeves. Boom, roasted. Tank top boy. <laughs> tank top. I don't like wearing clothes, dude. I fucking hate it. Yeah, dude, he was wearing a tank top yesterday in like... The breeze was at, it was like fifty mile an hour wind. Yeah, it was freezing like at night too, though. Right before this, and then ten minutes later, it drops. And you're like, All that's right. how Austin is, dude. You got to be prepared. Usually, I am, but got to be prepared. I wasn't. No, I just wasn't prepared to stay there that long. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. Honestly, and we had some fun. <laughs> it was surprisingly because our work, our coworkers kind of sucked, and uh, they all just were themselves for a good minute. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I was like, oh, you guys are now being yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great. You're great. Awesome. So <laughs> Nick steal toilet trees. Moving on. <laughs> Which of us? Let me ask you. Okay. All right, Justin. Are you ready for your next question? I am. All right. Which of us <laughs> is more likely to be able to talk their way out of a speeding ticket? I think I know this one. I think it'd be Nick. Yeah, I've talked myself out of three DUIs. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. Good for you. Uh, I don't know. I've actually got a DUI, so you win. Yeah, yeah you couldn't talk yourself out of it. He wins. Nick wins. Yay! Don't drink and drive. That's my message. That's do not me- drink and drive. Do not drink and drive. Yeah. All right, now, Nick. Okay. We have come down to it. This is your song for it? It should be No. Who wants to be a millionaire. Like I know. I thought that's question. what it was going to be. Wait. Okay, hold on. Hold keep on. talking. Keep. And uh, all right. Here's Justin with the weather. Uh, Justin, what's, what's the weather out like right now? Uh, the weather is actually pretty nice here, Nick. Uh, wow. Right now, the sun's out, but actually, unfortunately, uh, you don't know overcast. this. It's It's kind of crazy, but whatever. Yeah, the radar <laughs> is showing tornadoes today. Yeah, the radar is kind of shit. The radar is actually showing 90% chance of tornadoes and hail coming in at about 5 to 7 p.m. Yep, and God might be here at 10 to destroy <laughs> the world. <laughs> We don't know yet. <laughs> but stay tuned. <laughs> oh, and stay tuned for pop trivia. And cataclysmic events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and. Beautiful. We're back with pop trivia. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I. Welcome Never been back. harder. Well, welcome <laughs> back, Nick DePaglia. DePuja. Why did I say DePaglia? Nick DePuja. All right. I'm, uh, wait, what are you, are you going to be Regis? And I'm like the guy? Yeah, you're the guy on the uh, fucking show. Oh, God. I, uh, my, my fucking rent's five days late. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So, Nick DePuja. Yeah. Welcome to Pop Trivia. That's not how Regis talks. I'm not Regis. I'm Justin Allen. All right, Justin. I'm, I'm, that's not Regis. <laughs> you're right. That's not... Do you, right. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm my own. All right, Nick. Take the lucky dice and roll. Between 1950s and 2000. 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. He hit two, so I'm going to go with... Don't go with the 1920s. You want to go 60s or, or the 90s? 60s. Let's go 60s. That was a great time. Was it? Yeah. That's when everyone started, like, they didn't know... Anything about psychedelics or they're just taking them and music was great. No one wanted to go to war. It was a good time. Great. Yeah, good. So the 60s. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready yes. for 1960s pop trivia? Yes. Nick DePuja's in the hot seat for 1960s post pop trivia. First question, Nick. Oh, yeah. In 1963, 
which country music star was killed in a plane crash along with fellow performers while returning from a benefit performance in Kansas? I don't listen to that much country. Do you want to, do you want to, uh, do you want a lifeline? Yeah. Okay. What do you, what do you want? Uh, can we, can we call I'll Kyle? give you, no. <laughs> What's my lifelines? Uh, I'll give you, uh, A, B answer. Okay. A and B. Oh yeah. Let's fucking do that. I can fucking guess that. So it was, uh, A, Elvis Presley, B, Patsy Cline. Oh, Patsy Cline. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It's Patsy Klein. Yeah, Good job. Yeah. Hey. I know this lady. You know her? Dude, I used to play one of her songs at the end of my yoga class all the time. Yeah, she's dope. Patsy Klein's shit. Yeah, she wasn't that memorable because you forgot her. No. She died. Yeah, she died horribly. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't even know she died in that plane crash. Great music, though. <laughs> Great music. Great music. Patsy Klein. Back to the game. All right. Nick, yeah. question number two. Who played the role of Samantha Stevens in sitcom Bewitched? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lifeline. Lifeline. Is it true or false? Okay. Elizabeth Montgomery. True. How'd you know? I Because they sound familiar. I'm giving you literally the answer because I can't think of anything. Yeah, and I figured that too. Oh, uh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> we got to move on from the 60s, dude. I'll give you yeah. one that you might be able to get. All right, all right. All right, Last really? 60s question because it's... I obviously don't know shit about the 60s. Back to the 60s. <laughs> all right. Released in 1962, Surf and Safari is the debut studio album by which band? What, Beach Boys? Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> hey! Ooh, ooh, ooh. I figured I figured out why I stopped doing this game. Because these questions suck. Let's go to 2000. You were born in there, right? Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, those towers though. Huh? <laughs> All right. Okay. What's this one? It's the same fucking. All right. All right. Back to the game. 2000s, Nick. Yeah. Who starred with Mel Gibson in the romantic fantasy comedy film What Women Want? Oh, that fucking red hair chick. All right. Goddamn. Is she red hair? I don't know. Deborah Messing? False. <laughs> Helen Hunt, you idiot. Fuck that lady. <laughs> Boom, roasted. <laughs> Question two, Nick. 51 million viewers tuned in to watch, watch the first season finale of which reality TV show hosted by Jeff Probst in Barnario? Survivor? Yeah. Dude, congrats. I was remember his name is Jeff. <laughs> All right. Nick. Yeah. Question three. Fuck. In 2003 film, Finding Nemo, which duo are trying to find Nemo? Which two are trying to find Nemo? Dorothy and... Uh, who? Oh, fucking dumbass. I'm dumb. Uh, I don't know. The dad. I forget the dad's name. And... Dorothy. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not fucking Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Red shoes, the witch. Yeah, uh, she's just swimming. Uh, fuck. Something Wallaby way. All I remember, mate. Dory. Dory. Whatever is a dumb name. Yeah, Dory and Marlin. His dad. Yeah. God 
Great job. <laughs> All right. Number four. Which 2009 war film won six Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Director? God. What, Saving Private Ryan? Did you even, did you even grow up in the 2000s, dude? Yeah. No, I grew up in the 90s more. I'm it's kind of like Saving Private Ryan. Um, what, Black Hawk Down? Nope. Oh, yeah, your girlfriend was in that one. <laughs> that was Black Cocktown. <laughs> Boom, yeah, roasted. Fuck you. <laughs> it was the Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker. Oh, the Hurt Locker was dope. Oh, you'll know this one. Oh, in 2000, which former first lady was elected to the Senate representing New York? I don't care. <laughs> uh, fucking I got a pee so bad. Like, Who? Was that Kanye? Kanye? Yeah. <laughs> Kanye's a woman. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hillary Clinton. Oh, that old snatch. Yeah, that old stinky <laughs> puss, dude. She's so... Hot. I feel bad. Okay, when when you look at Hillary, you're like, I get why Bill cheated on her. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> she hasn't sucked a dick no since would, college. Like, no one would have even been that mad at him if he said, look at my wife. Yeah, look at my wife. You think she's going to suck my you dick? You don't think I'm going to get my dick sucked with somebody else? And also, what was her... Monica wasn't even that good. She looked like a blown out... Fat PTA no, mom, dude. No, that was later, though, right? She didn't look good. You don't need like, to. for a president to cheat on his wife and fuck up his whole life, you think you get... Well, that's why I went to Epstein's well, Island, right? Maybe, hey. maybe she had a great personality. Or a great mouth. Personality. Boom, roasted. <laughs> good job, man. Thanks. <laughs> right, You're going to get this wrong. Final question. Final question. <laughs> Name the year... Singer and songwriter Michael Jackson dies at age 50. Joe Biden is appointed vice president. He was vice president before? Yeah, fucking Obama. <gasps> oh, that's right. I'm, I know. And Alaska Governor Sarah Palin unexpectedly resigns. Is asking what year that is? Yeah. Fucking, I don't know. I know the doctor. That you just have to pick a year. 2012. No way. Did I guess it? I'll give you A, B, C, D for this one because I can make up years. Okay. A, 2008. 2008. B, <laughs> 2010. No, I would have remembered. C, that. 2011. Or you D, made that up. <laughs> you made that up. You fucking, I could just see it. 2009. <laughs> Dude, it's 2008. <laughs> it's 2008. Why do you think it's 2008? What's the answer, Justin? Because I said it first? <laughs> no, because that sounds about right. Does it? I graduated in 2010. I, I would have known if Do you I want another lifeline? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Say, uh, do 50-50. Uh, do 50-50? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, C and D are gone. You are left with 2008, 2008. and 2009. <laughs> 2008? Maybe. What's your reasoning? Because that was the year it happened. <laughs> uh, pretty good fucking reason, if you ask me there, Justin. I kind of heard it any better, Nick. Uh, when was 9-11? 2001. What's your reasoning? <laughs> they took the flight on a Tuesday. Well, Nick, you're wrong. It's 2009. I fucking knew it, dude. You fucking... I Boom! <laughs> Boom! Uh, who does that sound? Is that you? Bilal. That's really good. I know, right? So, with that being said, Nick, 
You got anything coming up? Well, you got anything I want to end the show with? You want to leave me with? Um, yeah. Anybody who's not already doing it from the show, follow me on Nick D Comedy. Um, Wait, what do you do on your Instagram? Do you just show um, pictures of your muscles? <laughs> no, I'm starting to, though. Uh, I have lots of skills, and I'm starting to show those as I develop stand-up. But I'll be putting stand-up, fitness, all that. Oh, my God. Fitness? Yeah, bro. Oh, my God. How would I figure out fitness? I'd follow Nick. You want to do yoga? Follow Nick. Also, I got... Uh, what do I got coming up? I got really nothing coming Please subscribe to the podcast We need it Follow me on Instagram Follow me on TikTok Shit's blowing up uh, I appreciate you We went through a lot today, Nick You told us about Zen You told us about being smart You said Be you Find the life that treats you right I appreciate you for joining me, Nick Have a great week Thank you, Justin You're so welcome Have a good night this is going through it with Justin Essemacher and Nick DePuja. Goodbye. Hey, do ya? Do ya, do ya, do ya? The time is running short, short. Make a move or get caught. Nothing lasts forever, nothing lasts forever. We out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.